Yo. <laughs> Dude, I, I actually primped myself a little bit while I was picking up my phone. I was like, oh, I'll play. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, you got to fix my hair for this FaceTime chat. I want to look so nice for you. <laughs> I look prim and proper now. What's up? Oh, man? my gosh. Well, good thing this week has some excellent wrestling because uh, it's another one of those crazy ass weeks, man. Yeah, yeah. But but I have to ask you though because I don't think we've talked much about it. Um, Han Solo. All right, we're gonna go a little spoilery here, folks. So I'm gonna mark it as 38 seconds in. We're gonna start talking about Han Solo for a hot second, and then I'll mark it when we stop talking about it. There you go. Earmuffs, if you uh, haven't seen it. <laughs> so, what'd you think? You know, I liked it a lot. I really did. Um, I think I texted you that that uh, I felt like this captured the spirit of episodes four through six uh, way more than the last three uh, Star Wars movies mm-hmm. from Rogue One, Force Awakens, and The Last Jedi. It's like this felt the most Star Wars to me. Really? See, I felt that way about The Force Awakens. And although I, I liked Rogue One, I think, like you're saying, I think for me, Rogue One, or um, Force Awakens and this one felt the most Star Wars-y of, of the new ones. But, and in, in the cool thing about it was that it, uh, it didn't have to use all the old Star Wars beats like the other one movies did. And yeah. that's why I like this movie like probably the most. Just really? because it, it was just different, but still in the Star Wars universe. Um it didn't have a Death Star. It did, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, I thought it didn't that was involve cool. any large circular thing that destroys planets. <laughs> yeah. And then um you know, it had a space kraken. So <laughs> it's like <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I don't know what that is, but that's that's crazy. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny because for me, I um, I was, you know, I think it was a combination of two things. So I I, I went in into the theater and I paid for three uh, D, and I'm watching the first half of the movie and it's not three D, and I keep taking the glasses off. I'm like, is this three D or not? Because usually you can tell if it's three D, yeah. and I couldn't tell, so I'm like, I'm taking these off because this is ridiculous. This isn't three D, and then. Right as they got, they were trying to escape that one planet um, where they ended up getting the, uh, I don't know, the, I, I kept wanting to call them Energon cubes. <laughs> right. Uh, like, I, it all of a sudden went 3D for a hot second, and then it, like, fucking went past it. So I had a lot of technical difficulties, um, which I ended up getting the movie for, for, for free because of it. But I don't know, the first part of the movie other than the technical difficulties, dragged a little bit for me up until that moment where Lando shows up in the movie and then it was to the races for me. Like, I thought, like, I totally got into it. Um, you know, because there's something to be, for me, there's something to worry when I, I'm still experiencing the movie from my seat as opposed to being engulfed in the movie. And I found myself just sitting through that first part of the movie going, oh, man, like... Uh, this is okay. Like the whole, the whole, the whole scene where you know uh, Woody Harrelson's character, you know, loses this person that he loved and stuff, and he just kind of was like, eh, "All right, let's go on." I was like, "Well, wait a minute, you just kind of lost that person." And it was fucking Tandy Newton, man. Yeah, and he fucking it's just... like, uh, 
Well, I don't know, but the uh, the train sequence though was was I like in the first half though that was amazing. I like the train sequence for sure, but there was something about just just kind of putting the pieces together at the beginning that that to me didn't pick up until Lando hit the screen, and then for me it was like, all right, like. Huh. Um, no, I, I I liked the whole thing, and I liked uh, how they introduced um, Chewie. Yeah, I thought was that was a really good scene. Um, I don't know. I, I I really had no issue with it. Yeah. Um, and I thought I'd I'd liked seeing uh, those variants of I, I guess they looked like land speeders. Yeah. Or the those little uh, those motorbikes or whatever it is they were um, they were using to hijack the train. Right. I thought those little things were cool. Yeah. Um, and then I loved that forearm guy that they killed off. Forearm. The co-pilot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was awesome. Yeah. Like, totally built up his character, but then, um, but then fucking, I'll, I'll, like, oh, he's dead now. It's like, damn it. <laughs> they fucking Walking Dead him real good. <laughs> exactly. That's funny. And then, uh, yeah, man. What about uh, what about the reveal at the end of the movie with uh, with Darth Maul? That was a nice surprise, yeah. and uh, and it's a surprise to me. No, I didn't watch Rebels, and, and I don't read you know the right. comics or whatever. Uh, his uh, resurrection came from, but um, I thought it was cool. I've always liked him. I've always felt that he was the Boba Fett of Episode One, but yeah. then they killed him off in the same freaking movie, which was they shouldn't have done that. Yeah, I, I I watched him in the Clone Wars, and I watched him in Rebels. Um, and I thought they did a pretty good job of like piecing together what happened from episode one and his, and his kind of journey up until Star Wars Rebels, where you know it, it, everything kind of goes south for him. But um, so the bottom half, he's he's a robot. He's yes. mechanical. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So you know, it's funny because right at that point, I'm like, oh shit, they need to make more movies now. Like from at that point where Darth Maul shows up, I'm like, there better be a because I thought this would be a one shot movie. But after, like, them talking about, like, the huts on Tatooine and, and Darth Maul showing up all of a sudden, I'm like, damn, I want to see, like, more of this shit. Oh, not only that, I want to see uh, more adventures of that chick. Yeah. Of the beginning of the Rebellion, who yeah. I thought, and in, in this was only because she was of mixed race, it was like, oh, is that their daughter? You know what yeah, I mean? Right. Like, when she pulled off her helmet? Yeah. That was a long pause. I was so waiting I was for like, her. Oh. Hi, Dad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because it was like, well, didn't they kind of look at each other like... Yeah, it was the way they looked at each other, I was like, okay, they're related or some shit. What's going on here? Or is that going to be a reveal later, but we already know? I yeah. don't know. But, so, so did it surprise you that, you know, um, it didn't make as much money this weekend? Well, I think people shitted on uh, the lead so bad. You know, that was... You know what I mean? It's funny you say that because the, I don't think the previews did that do justice because the previews were like, I don't know, they didn't have him in a, in a lot of like the previews and, and the lines that they had him do were kind of cut weirdly, so it made him look like he was bad. But once like you get into the movie and you're watching the movie, you're like, oh shit, this kid's actually, you know, he's a good Han Solo. Yeah, he's fine. I yeah. mean, I'm not saying he's great. No, but he's a but good But he's Han fine. Solo. Yeah. And then not to mention, you know, your eyes are on Lando anyways, yeah. so it doesn't matter. So I think they so shortchanged him, themselves yeah. a little bit with that fucking pre with the preview, man. It was weird. Yeah, I I I think word of mouth will will pick the movie up. Yeah, as far as sales is concerned. Yeah, because I thought it was. 
I'm, I, I need to go see it again. I want to go see it again for sure. Exactly. But then again, I still need to see um, Infinity War again, too. Yeah, I need to see... I, I, the last three movies I saw, I want to see again. Infinity War, Deadpool, and, uh, and Solo, so... That's a hell of a trio. I yeah. mean, these are... They've all been good. I've been entertained by all of them. Yeah. It's been so far so good. I'm excited for this movie season, so... So, did you guys do anything fun for the uh, three-day weekend? Uh, just watched the babies. That yeah. was fun. Uh, and then, you know, we saw Star Wars. I mean, Solo. So, yeah. Nice. So Good nice weekend to me. I just relaxed. <laughs> what about you? That's that's pretty much what we did. I mean, like last week I had my, my parents came, came into town, and then June's going to be real busy, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we didn't do much. Although, I have to say, man, they might... They might have to pull my brown card because it took me like, it took me like five and a half, half hours to do the yard work in the backyard because I cut all those weeds down. Oh my God. And I'm like, oh, it'll take me an hour. Bullshit, man. <laughs> those weeds were fucking intense. I mean, they were thick. They were like probably about an inch thick. A lot of them were. So I had to like cut them by hand before I can like lawnmower them over. It was insane back there. Oh my God. Yeah. You put some work in. So I'm like, why'd you do that anyways? Just to make it look nice for yeah, your parents? Yeah, I want to, I want to grow grass back there. So I, I needed to level it all off because of the weeds were starting to die and stuff, and I needed to like properly water and stuff. But I'm like, yeah, it'll, it'll just take me an hour. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> oh my god. Take my brown card. <laughs> That's funny. Oh man. All right, you ready to do this? Let's do this. Right. Oh wait, speaking of superheroes though, and I'm fast forwarding to uh, tonight's NXT. My goodness. Why? Why did Ricochet look like freaking Spider Man? You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to hit me to, to NXT because I did not get a chance. Oh to watch it, my so. god! Segment so. of the freaking season. Really? Honestly. But all right. So I mean, anyways, I'll probably go see after we're done. But yeah, no, I ran short out of time tonight, so I'll end up having to watch okay. it after. All right, let's hit this beautiful. Uh... You are now listening to the Fighter Hayabusa Show. God damn, these tracks are so dope. <laughs> All right, man. So I took a few notes on Raw, SmackDown, 205 Live. Um, I wrote down what, uh, what's been going on in the best of the Super Junior since the last time we chatted. And today they announced the brackets to the UK tournament. So I got those as well that we can go over. Um, in regards to, to Raw for me, the only thing I really watched was the uh, Seth Rollins and Jinder Mahal match um, in its entirety. Because I wanted to see if, like, I kind of wanted to see if Seth, what Seth could pull out of Jinder. But I thought it was uh, one of Jinder's better matches since he's been back. So... I mean, you know, all the credit goes to Seth Rollins, but I thought that was a pretty decent match. You know, I I, uh, I didn't see the match, but it's like, gender's fine. He's fine. You know what I mean? He's, He's fine, he, but he, but he doesn't needs, suck. But he, he he works better when there's a guy that is better than him in the ring because it brings something else out of him. Where Whereas, like, you know, it, it, it's like Randy Orton. Randy Orton works amazingly with these, like, like shorter dudes 
who are, you know, high flyers and stuff because he can keep up with those guys. You know what I'm saying? But you put him right. against, like, gender, it's, it, it just doesn't mix well. Well, it's it's the OVW heavyweight style versus the OVW heavyweight style. And what I mean by that, but the old OVW developmental style where, you know, everyone was super athlete, but they never wrestled, you know? Exactly. And, uh, yeah, I, I totally get that. You know, it's funny. I watched the um, the one thing I, wa- I did watch diligently for for Raw and SmackDown to kind of get give me an idea if I need to go back and watch stuff was they do like the top ten moments of Raw and then they do the top ten moments of SmackDown. Oh boy, man! <laughs> I, I I can't sit through a, a a holiday barbecue food fight, so I'm I'm glad I watched it that way and then went back and watched like the match I wanted to watch. Oh gosh. Yeah, well, I don't know what they're going to do for... Uh, are they moving SmackDown to three hours? God, I hope not. I, you know, I, I'm assuming they probably couldn't because once they go to... They will be moving it to Fridays, right? But I don't think that they're going to be able to go to three hours because they're still going to want to like get like news in there, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're probably going to keep it sharp to two hours, solid, you know, from eight to ten, and then they have their, you know... Ch- you know um, 10 o'clock news, so they, they probably won't have a lot of overrun. And they'll save that for the marathon pay-per-views from now on. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, so is that the only thing that stood out for Raw for you? For me, that's the only thing that stood out for Raw was just that the match with uh, Seth Rollins and Jinder. You know, they had other stuff on there, but for me, you know, like, it's... it's I have to be picky and choosy nowadays with, with Raw because I, I just can't commit three hours without knowing if it's going to be a dope show or not or if there's something to look forward to. And and considering that we're that far out from Money in the Bank, you know, a lot of these shows are just kind of throwaway shows, you know? Did they have, uh, who did they have Gable wrestling? Oh, that was on, um, let me see, I think I wrote that down. One second. Was it McIntyre? I'm sure they had McIntyre just... Almost squash, yeah, yep. or no? Yeah, yeah, that that's upsetting because yeah. it's like Gable's that dude for me. <clears throat> yeah, you know, and and if if you don't want to be if if you want to feed McIntyre dudes, there's a shit ton of guys on this roster you can feed him, but don't feed him Gable. Like you know, save that guy. You know. Did you watch it or no? I just watched the highlights in their uh, in their video package. Did it seem squashy or no? You know, from what I saw, it looked squashy, but maybe maybe it wasn't. No. N- knowing that kind of outcome, I'm like, eh, all right, I'm not going to get invested. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, too bad. You know, and, and, and when, when they're doing a Raw on a holiday, that also takes a beating, so. I, I ended up watching a lot more for SmackDown than I did for Raw, shockingly. Right. Well, it's it's just uh, a tragedy that they they screwed that um, Daniel Bryan Samoa Joe match. Like, uh, you know, you don't take that away from the fans. You know, it, they really. If you're gonna hype something like that, then then pay it off. You know, I I kind of get the 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 impression that they're like they kind of just dangled the carrot and then for, so they can give it to us later. But I'd much rather prefer that they would have given it to us solid because 
I don't really think well, Cass added it's anything. It's kind of bait and switch. Match. Yeah, absolutely. And I really don't think Cass added that much to the match. It was a fine match, but I, I think it would have been a lot better with, without without him in it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I did, that's too bad. I did enjoy Joe's promo to start the show. He came out and cut a, a pretty dope promo to start the show. He comes out, puts a ladder up, ladder out, and takes the, the Money in the Bank briefcase down, which I don't think anybody's ever done pre-Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Um, but he took it down and was talking about Jacob's Ladder and shit and getting all, like, crazy, like... It was a dope promo. It was solid. Um, well, he's doing the best work of his career right now. <clears throat> Mike-wise, anyways. And, um... My goodness. Good for him. Yeah. And, and I hope they actually give him the title this year. Yeah. I did like... Um, they, they had Nakamura take on uh, Ty, Ty Dillinger. And so Nakamura goes over, right? And then he, he gives uh, Ty uh, a uh, Kinshasa from the front and the back and then counts him down, which I kind of liked because they were, you know, obviously playing up to the last man standing. And they're counting to 10 on the 10 guy. So I thought... Ooh. So I thought that was a good touch. Um, That's a nice little detail. Yeah, just you know, Nakamura counting like a prick, you know. Um, other than that, the only other other thing I watched on SmackDown was the New Day match um, against the Bar and the Miz, which actually I kind of liked that match. I don't know if you saw anything of that match, but that match was a uh, was pretty well paced and it was like fun and the crowd was really into it. Well, considering who's involved, you know, not surprised. Yeah, it was pretty solid. Did you watch anything on SmackDown? No, I didn't. It's it's a sad state of affairs when it comes to watching um, just those main shows. The big shows. Just no time, you know? Yep. But, yeah, if, if I don't know. I, I would say if, if you're going to watch anything, watch the New Day Miz and the bar match out of those. Now, one match I know you did watch, because I watched that shit too, was the... Uh, Cedric Alexander, Buddy Murphy uh, match from 205 Live. Uh, I wanted them to give it to uh, Buddy Murphy so bad. Yeah. Like, he's he's instantly become one of my favorite guys to watch. Yep, I agree. Like, in right now, it's like I just want, that's a dream match. Now, it would be Buddy Murphy versus uh, Dragon Lee. Oh, just shit. two hard-hitting fools, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, I don't know, someday in the future, I hope that happens. But this match was so good. Well, and I haven't seen a bad Buddy Murphy match with this current run. No, no. As I think. No, I think every match he's put on has been pretty solid. You know, it's it's a rarity for, for the WWE to put put a guy over in his hometown, but they put Cedric over in his hometown, which was kind of a shock. But, you know, it was nice because you had Cedric defending in his hometown and you actually had the crowd into this fucking match. Yeah, and then, uh, gosh, Buddy Murphy deserves a lot of the credit. And I think Cedric is is really, really good, but I, th- I would say Buddy Murphy's a notch above as far as just skill level. Skill level, and I like the way he, he, he carries himself in the ring. Like, I, I, I think he's a, a better, like, just just a tighter character. Well, yeah, and he's seasoned. You yeah. can tell there's nothing... I don't know. When I see Cedric, I feel like there's some little hints of, of indiness, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. And not to mention, I've always felt like his moveset was ricochet light. Sure. 
and I know some Cedric Alexander fans are hating on me right now, but don't hang no, up the honestly, phone. <laughs> if, if you've been watching the Indies for the past five years, 10 years, you know that a lot of these cruiserweights are basically their moveset is derivative from Ricochet, I think. And, uh, that's what he reminds me of. Same thing with Will Ospreay too. I yeah. know. But, um, with Buddy Murphy, man, that guy's solid all around. Yeah. And he's stiff. Everything's snug. Well, and, and his style is his style. Like, you know, it, you don't, it, that's the best thing about him is that you're not comparing him to somebody else. His style suits him and it's him. It, yeah. It looks like him. And that's the difference yeah. between, um, a lot of internet darlings who are on the indies right now. And it's like, they're good. Yeah. But then you see somebody like Buddy Murphy and people who have been around for a while where they're uh, complete acts. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's complete. Like if they, if they ever wanted to move him to like one of the bigger rosters or shit, even take him and put him down in NXT, you know, to have these matches, these kind of matches with like their roster, I'd be, a okay with as that, this man. character, as this character, because exactly. uh, I he he did the NXT loop, yeah, uh, a few did. years ago. It's just he was different. Well, you know, it, he it, was still trying to figure him out. See, the problem was is that they put him in a tag team, and the tag team got some, you know, and, you know, had some heat to them. Um, they had Alexa Bliss as their manager. They split up the team. Alexa Bliss went to the main roster. Um, they kind of floundered a little bit, and then. All of a sudden, there was this buzz that Buddy Murphy was having these dope matches on the house shows. They weren't doing it on the TV. They were doing it at the fucking house shows. Even the, the matches with Aleister Black, all that shit happened on the house shows. So I'm like, well, shit, like, move this guy up so we can see these matches. And then that's when they moved him up to 205 Live, and I was like, ah, fuck, they're going to fuck this up. But Yeah, sure. so I saw him before that when he was in uh, at NXT in San Jose. Oh, and this right. came out with a freaking roughly white pirate shirt. <laughs> and then he, uh, you know, he got on the top turnbuckle like this is his entrance. And then he, and he did like magic streamers from his hands. Oh, so he was just fucking around with a gimmick. I don't know what he was trying yeah. to do. I'm so glad he went away from that and just decided to come out as just <clears throat> a, uh, a badass professional wrestler. As opposed you know? to Johnny streamer hands. Yeah, exactly. And then even then, the match was good. I don't even remember who he faced, but uh, it was solid. God, was it was it Velveteen? It was the it was that tour. Yeah. You know, um, and I don't know if he wrestled in L.A. when we saw Ibushi. No, he didn't. NXT. He didn't. He didn't wrestle here. Huh. So, yeah, he's he's definitely one of my new favorites right now. So speaking of NXT, so. What, uh, anything st- stand out to you on that show tonight? Tonight? Uh, yeah. everything. Really? Um, Nikki had a good segment with Shayna and, oh, uh, nice. she looked strong. She took the belt and was just messing around and also, uh, did a neck breaker on her after her match with Dakota Kai. Um, did a neck breaker really to Shayna? Yeah. Oh, like shit. Like okay. in a run in fashion. Yeah, it was really good. And, um, then there's a segment with uh, Ricochet and Velveteen, and then you know I'm sure you saw all the gifts. And uh, I, I've stayed off. I've stayed off the. Uh, the oh yeah. No no so... no. I mean, go ahead and tell me because I'm I'm going to go <coughs> ahead and watch it, but I, I didn't get to see any of the gifts. Yeah. So uh, after Ricochet's match, um, Velveteen comes out talking about 
you know, just getting the spotlight, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Ricochet is like, well, if you're all that, then you need to prove it. And you need to come down to the ring. So Velveteen goes toward the ring, but then he turns around, steps back a little bit. And then uh, I forgot the line. But basically, the, the end of the segment was Ricochet uh, flipping over the top rope, landing on his feet like fucking Spider-Man, and grabbing the mic saying, prove it. Like, it was just some oh, shit. superhero shit. Nice. It was badass. Uh, like, it almost looks, it looks CGI, because it's like, the way you landed was on some Spider-Man shit. Like how, no joke. How often do you have to practice that shit to get that shit straight? No, down? with him, he probably doesn't, but, right. you know. He's just doing it in his living room and shit. Like, look what I can yeah, do. Yeah, but it made, it made both full stars. Because, uh. it, it, like, Velveteen was just looking at him up and down. Kind of like a... Super homoerotic of the way Tama was uh, looking at Ishimori when he introduced him. <laughs> you know, mm, remember that? Mm, yeah. Exactly. It was like that, but even more so. And, yeah, it was just badass. <laughs> and then uh, Chupa Kick, of course, hash, uh, tweeted hashtag Lady Boner for the segment. <laughs> and, uh, oh, nice. Yeah, so it was such a good segment. It really was. Perfect. I'm I cannot gonna, wait for that. Match. I'm definitely going to watch that shit. I might have too high expectations, but I'm sure they'll both. Do no, it. man, I, I think I think it, it, it's it's well worth it to have your expectations high with this match because I think between the two between these two guys, that match is going to be fucking the shit. It's going to be really good. Yeah. Oh, and then um, Lars and Alistair Black had a segment, and um, that was badass as well. Lars killed on the mic. Really? Yeah. Super solid. Fucking. Alistair goes for the black mass. Lars catches it and then destroys him with his finisher. But head leading up to that, the banter on the mic was just uh, really good. Is it, was that the closing segment of the show? No, that was, uh, I think, the opening. Oh, shit. Okay. The closing was um, the Dakota Kai oh, with Nikki. Baszler match and Nikki. I want to say. So, yeah, I think that was the last thing. So it sounds like they were shaping up a lot of stuff for the for this next NXT Chicago then. Yeah. So 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 tentatively at this point we have Nikki and Shayna, uh, Dream and Ricochet, Alistair Black and Lars Sullivan, and then they've already announced the tag team match with uh, Undisputed Era taking on Oni Lorkin and Danny Burch. So far, and that's one a thing too. Yeah, pretty fucking stacked match or uh, card oh, so man. far, man. I'm super excited. Damn it! <laughs> Damn that that Saturday. <laughs> and then this weekend, uh, uh, you know, the big news was Io Shirai. Yep. Signing with NXT. I, I mean, uh, signing with WWE. So. I mean, they're just <laughs> they're stacking the deck, like, man. Oh my god, that's huge. Stack in the deck. A- anything else for uh, from NXT that stood out to you? Um, here's a Bianca Belair uh, package that was okay. Oh, I think they were um, going to do like a background package on her this week. Yeah, good for her. Okay, it was nice. Okay, I wish they did more for everybody. Yeah, I really th- I, shit. I think they should do that on the main roster. Just give me a package. Just give me a fucking video package that's not talking about your fucking sisters, and I'll be straight. <laughs> well, I, I, it reminded me of, of those good packages for the 205, uh, the Cruiserweight tournament. Yeah. You know? Remember yeah. those? Like, it was just really good. Yeah. I mean, some, God damn it, just do those. 
But I, I feel like we've seen her story before, like just somebody destined for greatness, yeah. super gifted. It's like, eh, okay. It wasn't like Roddy's where it was like filled like, with heartbreak and right. My parents were on your heart shit. Strings, I fucking grew up in a trailer park. I'm like, damn. All right. <laughs> yeah, still good though. So, are you caught up on uh, the BSOJ? Uh, I am not. I I think the only match I I think I, the last match I watched was Dragon Lee and Takahashi on night six. But I have I have what's happened so far up to night nine, which I believe was last night. Are you caught up? No. Uh, the last thing I saw was uh, ACH versus Bushi from night nine, which was Tuesday. And then they had a whole card this morning, and they're going to have another one tomorrow night. So, so would this or- morning be night ten then? Because uh, I, no, I no, night... this yeah, this morning was night ten, and then tonight is night eleven. Okay, Thursday morning for them. So yeah, I, I have a lot of wrestling to catch up on. Yeah, yeah. In regards to this tournament, yeah, I got a lot of catching up to do because, like I said, I'm still. I finished. Takahashi and Dragon Lee, which was really solid, um, on night six. So I got I got. Some yeah, I to think watch. that might be my favorite match of the tournament so far. And I know there's I'm missing a lot since I missed uh, the past two days, uh, but yeah, so far I think I have that as my uh, match of the my tournament. highest rated match. Just kidding. <laughs> um, so, but I, I do recommend Night Four. Night Four is like bananas. That was the, all right. That was the last one we talked about yeah. where everything was was incredible. But uh, Night Five Thursday uh, had ACH versus Kanemaru, which was really good. Okay. Yeah. I and think... ACH is just having a hell of a run. You, that kid's solid. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, I think I think a lot of there's been some decent standouts in this tournament with Sho and Yo, with um, ACH, like uh, oh with Dragon Lee. It's been a pretty solid tournament from what I've seen so far. And then uh, night seven Saturday had uh, Osprey versus Bushi, which was really good. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and, and that was probably the best match of the night, so I recommend that. Okay. Uh, night 8, Sunday, um, Chris Sabin versus Dragon Lee was good, and it's just nice to see Chris Sabin uh, get some shine, you know? Yeah. Um, and then Squirrel versus El Desperado was fun, just because to see two dickhead heels try to outheal <laughs> each other. Um, Out-dickhead each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Kushta versus Show was good. And again, you know, I can't say enough about Show and Yo. Looking oh. like seasoned veterans, you know? So the only thing you watched from Night 9 was uh, Bushi and ACH? Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then from Night 8 also, Taguchi versus Hiromo was like the perfect blend of comedy and, and just Hiromo's style. It's, it's really good. Nice. Yeah, it looks like I got a lot of homework to do with this tournament still. Speaking of tournaments, though... So today, uh, we got the the brackets for the United Kingdom tournament. Uh, I'm just going to go through it real quick. So Zach Gibson is going to take on Amir Jordan. <laughs> that was a sexy segue again, by uh, the way. I'm telling you, man, I'm working on my We segues. need one of those fucking, uh, those DJ Z horns, but instead it, it'll just be that some shitty DJ voice. Sexy segue! <laughs> um, so Zach Gibson and Amir Jordan 
And then Drew Gulak versus Jack Gallagher. Flash Morgan Webster taking on James Drake. Tyson T-Bone taking on Jordan Delvin. Tucker taking Devlin. on... What did I say? You said Delvin. Uh, oh, like... like no, I didn't mean to correct you. Like Sorry. Super Delphin and shit? Yeah. <laughs> Tucker taking on Joe Coffey. Uh, Dave Mastiff taking on Kenny Williams. El Liguero taking on uh, Travis Banks. Ashton Smith taking on Joseph Connors. So it's a pretty decent tournament. Yeah, you know, I, I really feel like they're going to have Drew Gulak play the dickhead, the main dickhead. And maybe just, I'm wrong. So so kind of um, in, in that role that Pete Dunn played last last year. Yeah, maybe I mean not maybe not all the way, but you know I think he's going to win his first round. Um, so he'll he'll beat Jack Gallagher. Yeah, uh, I do hope they showcase Jordan Devlin more, just because everybody and their mama has been saying he's improved like tenfold. Because he only got he only got past he didn't get past the first first round last time, did he? No, I think he won one match. One match, okay. Yeah, I can see. I can see them taking. Now that the matches are kind of laid out, I can see them going maybe like on the right side, going with like Travis Banks, and then on the left side, maybe going with like either Flash Morgan Webster or, or fuck, maybe Drew Gulak. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't, and then. I've only seen his promos. I haven't seen him wrestle, but like Zach Gibson can cut a promo. He's, really? he's pretty sick on the mic. So I don't know. He might be the, the Pete Dunn for this round. I don't know. Ugh. But then again, do you have two heels going at it for the championship the next day? Know, but you know, I mean, they, they haven't been really pushing Pete Dunn as a heel lately, you know, I mean, take, yeah. taking on the undisputed era, the night, because the, the, the night, the night of this tournament, he's taking on, Undisputed era with Mustache Mountain, so there's no way he's getting booed there. So he's technically going in the, into this tournament as a face, right? But isn't it a dickhead? Don't face you find it more face. dynamic and more interesting when people are like tweeners? He's the perfect tweener. Like it's like Minoru. Like everywhere else in the world, he's technically the face. Right. Like WrestleMania weekend, that fool was the face, right? You know, it's just a new Japan. I'm a, he plays the dickhead heel, I'm a dickhead beating heel. up young boys and shit, you know? <laughs> um, Kicking him in the face. And even then, around the world, even if he did that, and he was nailing uh, Brody King with a chair at, in Long Beach, <laughs> he didn't, but I wish he did, we would have cheered, yeah. you know? Absolutely. So there's a lot of good shit coming up, man, and I, got, I guess I got to do some more homework on this on this. uh on this uh, Best of the Super Juniors tournament, apparently. Dude, speaking of homework, man, I was looking at uh, the Hidden Gems. And um, Samoa Joe versus Chris Daniels, which is listed as the Fallen Angel, is on there from UPW. Um, like, I don't know what how, but I need to find the time to watch that shit. Holy shit. On, on the WWE Network? Yeah, Hidden Gems. You know, that All little... Right. Shit, man. Little section of the is network. It, like, it, I, I have to... Is it Joe wearing the fucking, like, karate pants and his brown shirt? Oh, I'm not sure, but it's if it's UPW, it's it's probably a go for that. Oh, my God. All right. Maybe, maybe we'll do some homework and we'll, and we'll watch that for uh, for next week, then. 
Yeah, we might actually just have a special podcast for that. I don't just for that match alone. <laughs> we might do commentary for that match. I don't know. Um, and there's Rick Bassman. Welcome, um, everyone. I'm Mascara de Fuego. <laughs> uh, Stupid. Yeah, So and then they have, like, prototype shit on there. And, and yeah, I, I really oh, need damn. to pay more attention to that. Damn, I'm going to have to look to see, because if they got UPW footage, man, I don't know. Did our boy make the make the cut? Is there a match in there somewhere where like oh, we'll see Samoa Joe versus Scott Lost? I don't know. Did that ever happen? I feel like it did. No, I don't know. I felt like they did a lot of Lost Boys. Uh, Lost Boys against everyone else. I don't know, man. I'm going to have to look. I'm going to have to dig in, the, dig in the archives and see uh, if I can find that shit because... That that right there. All right, we'd have to we'd have to review some shit if if Scott Loss made the the WWE network. Yeah, and and I need to quit talking shit and, and just do it. And I need to um, see uh, PWG seven on high spots, just, like we talked about and just pull his the retirement trigger, match. Man. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. Ah, uh, so much wrestling, dude. Uh, too much. What wrestling. What are you gonna do? <laughs> it's, it's keeping my spirits up. That's all I gotta say. And then. Um, yeah, we still need to figure out when uh, NXT uh, Survivor Series weekend goes on sale. Yeah, we're a go for that for sure. Exactly. Actually, did you see that they're coming back out here, but they're not hitting LA? Yeah, it's Riverside and all that other shit, Riverside. which is fine. I, I I almost don't want to uh, see NXT until that Survivor Series weekend. Yeah, because you, know? you know they'll have some like dope matches there. And, and I think there'll be better chances that we get tickets since it'll be in Staples. So yeah, good point. Although you know, although NXT in Vegas, man, that, there's something about that that's a little alluring for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hmm, I have a place to crash in Vegas. Hmm. Oh my god, dude. I have a couple places to crash in Vegas. Dude, do it. Shit. I mean, I'm saying because um, there's my brother-in-laws and my family's out there, so. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, yeah. So, uh, do you want to do Survivor Series, or is I, that know, like I'm, that four-hour shit that that we are kind of like? I, over? I feel like if we're if we're definitely going to go down there for NXT, I would feel more comfortable being here for Survivor Series because it's going to be a long night and. I feel like if we're going to go see a show, then why ruin it by seeing another show that's just going to be long and drawn out? Does that make right. sense? Yeah, because so I want to be, I want to experience the high note live. Yes. Which is going to be NXT. And then Survivor Series, yeah, you know. Yeah, and we could just watch, I mean, you guys could even come up and we can just watch it. From oh, no, that, it's pro- that's probably the plan because, yeah, it's Survivor Series. It's, like Their I, big cards aren't aren't delivering anymore. I mean, I hate they, to say it. they're just getting longer. Is the problem? I mean, they keep adding matches to this Money in the Bank card, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I'm like, does this really need to be at Money in the Bank? Like, Money in the Bank should be like the two Money in the Bank matches, your your world title matches, to kind of like see if if that Money in the Bank winner is going to like try and cash in that night. And maybe like a few, like a couple tag matches, and just leave it at that. You don't need to put everybody on the fucking show. Right, and not only that, this is this is a minor pay per view, so let's not 
put all our eggs in one basket. Uh, let's you not know? forget that they're going to do, I think I brought this up last week, Jinder Mahal and Roman Reigns in Chicago. Fuck, man. <laughs> that shit better go on second. That it, it Don't better, let that go on first. I Let it go on first just so they get it out of the way. But because that match is just going to get shit on the entire time. No, that you talk about like a full straight hour of CM Punk chance. Right. That's what's going to happen. Fuck. And not to mention that whole goddamn arena is going to have, it's going to be filled with either Bullet Club or All In shirts. Oh, yeah, no shit, huh? Seriously. A lot of pro wrestling tease presence. <laughs> I, it's going to be bananas. Like, I think I, I'm interested in seeing it just for that. Just for the clusterfuckness of it? Yeah. Oh, just man. for the visual. Because, yeah, it's all going to... And that's what it was tonight on NXT. It was all Bully Club in the background. Was it? It was crazy. Like, more prominent than usual. Huh. I don't know. I might be exaggerating. But I don't still. know. Those, those, those dudes are making a lot of fucking money off that t-shirt, that's for sure. Good for them. Yeah. All right, man. I think we are, we are wrapping up for another week. Um, any final thoughts, suggestions, haikus, um, limericks? Yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> Poetic pentameter? I don't know. Um, I probably said that wrong. Feel so dumb. No, just guys, night four, everyone, and then check out that ACH uh, Kanemaru match uh, if you haven't seen it, and then definitely check out the last three main events for uh, Two Hundred Five Live. Yeah, definitely watch like, Buddy Murphy and and, and uh, Cedric for sure. Yeah, Buddy Murphy, Cedric Alexander, Alexander is arguably the best match of this week, which is saying a lot considering the everything high that's been happening in the world. Yep. All you know. right. Until next but, uh, week. Oh, you got one more? Nope. No, that's it. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> All right. Until next week, I'm Mascara de Fuego. And I'm Gray Puma. Thanks for listening, everybody. Until all are one.